This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, late last week, the British Home Secretary, Priti Patel, granted approval for Julian Assange to be extradited to the United States of America. It was a controversial uh, decision in many ways. Theresa May, a previous Prime Minister, had been very reluctant to approve extradition to the United States. And, of course, Priti Patel, a controversial politician anyway, appeared to have no hesitation, Assange can, of course, appeal, but his case and his story is often forgotten or people disapprove of him. He's a difficult man. And on Saturday, The Guardian, which is one of a group of newspapers that publish whistleblowing material, material that comes from WikiLeaks, which Assange is a co-founder of, wrote about how wrong this was, uh, and the dangers it poses to journalism. Uh, Peter Oburn, one of the bravest journalists uh, in Britain and one of the best, also wrote a piece for The Guardian. Uh, Peter uh, was formerly, until 2016, uh, chief political commentator for the Daily Telegraph. He's won numerous awards, and his latest book, The Fate of Abraham, Why the West is Wrong About Islam, is characteristically, I suppose, challenging to uh, the conventional perceptions. Peter, thank you very much for joining us. The, f the first thing I, I think our listeners would like to know is precisely who Julian Assange is and how he has never been loved, shall we say, and has been a difficult uh, character, but he has been, and what he revealed as a result of a of documents he acquired from uh, Chelsea Manning, uh, who was a soldier working for the United States in 2010. These were explosive documents that revealed the really wicked things uh, Western governments were doing. Yes, Julian Assange is, is as you say, a very uh, controversial figure, and there has been a small industry in the newspapers and linked to governments, I suspect, to discredit him over the last, um, you know, 10 years. So he, it's worth just 
people might be interested, I think. He was born, he's an Australian. He was born a, called Julian Hawkins uh, to a kind of, I think he had a f- troubled family background, as many people have, of course, do. He's, but he was, a, he was and is, I think, a bit of a genius in a way which most journalists absolutely aren't. He was a, a sort of technical genius, a computer whiz. Yes. Um, and, um, and he was obviously also a bit of a, a loner. Um, and those are no bad things in the world where the, in, in, where the internet explosion, the media in, global explosion of the internet and computers in the last 30 years has given him an insight into all sorts of things, which the way the world has incredibly changed in that time. He founded WikiLeaks, which is a kind of a portal for leaked information in 2006 uh, and published various documents which annoyed people. But then came then came his big uh, unload, his big moment, which yes. was the Chelsea Manning material, um, the which had the Iraq and Afghan war logs, and it it really was shocking because what it documented was war crimes and atrocities committed by the um, United States in Iraq, um, in uh, Afghanistan, and uh, during the war on terror more generally, and wherever the Americans were active, and that's most of the world, there'll be um, no WikiLeaks uh, sort of documents entering the public domain. Yes, and there was video as well, uh, some of it horrific, of uh, uh, American soldiers laughing as people were tortured and murdered. Well, laughing as a, in a helicopter, as a helicopter gun, gunship just yes. slaughtered, um, fatally shooting uh, 18 civilians in a helicopter in Iraq, including um, a Reuters journalist yes. and his assistant. Namir Noor Eldin and his assistant Saeed Shamad. I mean, the, the, uh, and it's a bit shaming actually that sort of self obsession of the press that that became significant, but because it was, they were journalists, it, it, um, he sort of made it more publicity. Let's not forget, and that's the fact that the the many other people who were killed in this same incident. Now, the, the reaction of the American, uh, government to all of this was not was actually i understand i don't think that they i think they declined to prosecute the american uh, soldiers who who were responsible or did carry out this terrible act of, of, of slaughtering innocent people but they really punished um uh, mr assage for uh bringing that atrocity to public into the public domain Yes, one of the other things he revealed or was able to reveal as a result of the documents uh, he got was that um, in Guantanamo Bay there were 150 entirely innocent people who were held for years without ever being charged. The point, I suppose, being that uh, Chelsea Manning, who is a trans woman, uh, had been an intelligence analyst with the U.S. Army in Iraq and she had access to these classified databases. And in 2010, she leaked the information to WikiLeaks. I saw you making the point on television, Peter, 
that whistleblowing is vital and that you have, as many journalists would have, always considered it to be um, legitimate and important? Well, it's very important that Daniel Ellsberg, who was yes. the U.S. Marine, who um, was responsible for the Pentagon Papers, which documented U.S. atrocities in Vietnam, and probably it is viewed by many actually played a role in bringing the Vietnam War to a close. Ellsberg, you know, is regarded within the kind of world of journalism and, and outside actually human rights as a great hero, a real. A figure to emulate, and, and, and he's still alive. Uh, and it's quite uncanny that 50 years ago, after the uh, half a century ago, after he'd been a whistleblower on Vietnam War, uh, Ellsberg was likewise um, prosecuted for espionage, as is Assange. And actually, the, the uh, US courts deemed that he was, uh, there'd be misconduct by the US state. Um, uh, and the he, he, this charges were dropped. It's uh, Ellsberg has spoken out very uh, strongly, uh, including in the hearings which had taken place in Britain ahead of this decision. Uh, you know that he felt feels a deep fellow feeling uh, with Assange, uh, and he makes one other very interesting and I think thought provoking point that when he uh, he was the whistleblower for those US. Uh, atrocities the circle of knowledge was tiny yes um, now the now with the uh, Assange uh, the Chelsea Manning revelations the circle of knowledge was huge there was about a hundred thousand people who had access to these documents yes. uh, which which documented uh, assassination and torture and so the terrible things being committed by the American state were actually being normalised, he points out, uh, Ellsberg does. Yes, and the, the, one of the things he exposed, or the Pentagon Papers exposed, was secret US bombing of Cambodia and Laos. Yeah. And in relation to uh, Julian Assange's uh, conduct, Ellsberg, and I'm quoting him, says he feels a great identification with Assange's work, and it is the work here because that is so important. Uh, one other interesting fact is that Chelsea Manning was given a life sentence in the United States. Um, Barack Obama, in the last few days, the last week of his presidency, actually, commuted uh, that sentence uh, to seven years of confinement, dating from her arrest in May 2010, and she uh, was released and is free now. And that was obviously, in Obama's case, uh, significant in its own way. It was significant, and it's what's particularly significant in relation to our conversation now, is he didn't do the same uh, commutation as far as Assange was. Yes. And so, um, you know, it's we, we all agree, I think, in the liberal kind of world that uh, Trump was an utter monster and um, that George W. Bush was terribly mistaken in both in the Iraq war and the way he conducted it. But uh, Obama, I'm afraid, um, did not commute Assange. And of course, Joe Biden is now the president yes. 
of the country, which is he's a democratic president, uh, uh, and really he is betraying, I think, the, the the ideals of liberal democracy by persecuting by continuing the persecution of Assange. Now the question uh, the Guardian editorialized about it in much the same way that you wrote a piece for the Guardian about it, disapproving, of course. The British press and Assange and the way the British press in general behaves itself is very relevant to this, isn't it? And I mean, the way you have in your own, I know you don't want to make it about you, but in your own work uh, and in your observations about the British press uh, and how it's almost in a conspiracy with governments uh, against the people. Well, I um, I, I was very struck during uh, the start of the start of last year when Assange's hearings were going on in very difficult uh, circumstances. It was they were virtually ignored uh, by the mainstream British media, even though you got these very this very powerful. Uh, testimony in his defence, it went com- almost completely unreported. Yes. Um, which also, uh, uh, and really, it should it, uh, it should have been a great issue of press freedom. And the fact that the British press has not made it that great issue, which it is, it's beyond doubt the most important issue affecting press freedom, or the case affecting press freedom of the 21st century thus far. Uh, and the, uh, brings into doubt, I think, the um, credentials or the sincerity of the British press when it bangs on about other press freedom issues, yes. for instance, uh, following the Leveson inquiry, which um, which took place uh, as a result of the phone hacking carried out by News International papers um, uh, 10, or 15, 10 or 15 years ago. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, the question of Assange's personality the fact that he received political asylum from the government of Ecuador in its London embassy. I think he was there for seven years. A long time, yeah. Uh, he fell out with them as well. He did marry while he was in the Ecuadorian embassy. He has two children. He is not, as it were, a cozy character. He's not sort of Sir Galahad. He's a difficult man. There's rumors, or there were charges actually, um, in Sweden that he may have committed sexual offenses on, against two women, which I think have largely been discredited now. But he wasn't the stuff of popular heroes. He didn't present as a popular hero at all. And that's a factor in, in him now facing 175 years in an American prison? Well, I think quite a lot. I think there's no question that Assange is a, is a loner. Most journalists, um, are we not, are sort of... The good ones. <laughs> we're quite good at reading. We read English or history or something. If we went to university, we have no... We're absolutely useless when it comes to sort of um, computers. Uh, and we are quite gregarious. We like going to the pub with each other and, and all that sort of thing. And, and Assange... It clearly didn't fit into this. Uh, I, the Swedish thing, I think, is... I mean, look, he's no, he was never charged with anything. In no, he wasn't, and it, it always looked very tenuous. I actually did follow uh, follow it, and at that stage, popular, popular press in Britain was covering him because uh, this was rather dubious news about his character. I think there was a smear campaign, probably, yep. against him. Already with papers were happy... To, to, to run this Swedish stuff and it, and it carried a great deal of weight. Well, he's, I think he, nothing has been proven against him at all. Uh, and, um, then we get to the, the, the Ecuadorian embassy. I think I am right in saying that there had been a change of government in Ecuador. They fell out with the Ecuadorian embassy or was there something else behind it? I, I really don't know, but uh, I, um, and, and the third, I think the most serious charge against Assange is that because he just dumped documents out there, yeah. they would have contained names or did contain names who had helped the, in various countries who had helped the US uh, and then put them at risk. That's a very serious charge. Yes, it is. Charge. And most, that is a genuinely serious charge. Now, insofar as I've tried to look at the truth of this, and the American, I think I'm right in saying that the Americans have been able to provide no evidence of anybody who has suffered, who has been killed or tortured, etc., as a result of those documents. Whereas, actually, again, look, looking at the Ellsberg testimony to the hearing, he points out that the, the Americans have sort of indiscriminately killed in their, on their, in their own policies and military action an awful lot of an awful lot of people. Now, the 
dissemination of disinformation, there are, there are a group of newspapers, The Guardian being one, I think the Washington Post, New York Times. I'm not sure about the Irish Times, actually, but there are a group of newspapers that avail of material from WikiLeaks mm-hmm. and they, um, they make their own um, judgment calls as well. And they have deemed what Assange leaked, uh, what Chelsea Manning leaked to him and what he subsequently leaked to be the publication of it to be the right thing and very important and in the public interest. They certainly did, although, again, it is worth you know, speaking to what you were talking about, that he did fall out with The Guardian. And you get into very deep waters here about what, who, who was right and who was wrong. As far as I can tell, though, that you, Assange is not... And I, and I don't speak with total authority because it's, it's a very complex subject. I have seen no evidence that Assange behaved improperly or in the sense that he's caused anybody to be killed or this is a very serious matter as a result of his leaks. Um, I've seen no evidence that the, that the, 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 there's much to these Swedish allegations. Um, and I, I have seen plenty of evidence though that he, 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 uh, was doing the job of a journalist, very yes. respectable figures. Above all, Ellsberg, but many others say that. And we also have the testimony of Niels Meltzer, the United Nations Special Rapporteur on torture to the effect that he is, um, you know, he is being exposed in Belmarsh, the high security prison prison in London, to psychological torture. That's a very strong statement that he is being abused by the British state. And um, his wife, Stella, they have two children. She fears and has expressed this fear, or did express this fear, after uh, Priti Patel made her decision that he would not survive incarceration in the United States uh, and may well be a suicide risk. And that it strikes me and obviously you as a hell of a price to pay for what he did. Well, I'll tell you what I... My judgment is that he, what he did, which was to uh, dump on the world a whole load of, of cables which document misbehavior at worst, including war crimes by the United States, at yes. best sort of embarrassing details about the sort of rather unsavory diplomatic. By the way, all, all states get involved in unsavory diplomatic dealings with Indeed. other states. And... Uh, and they're determined this should never happen again. They're going to pursue him to the ends of the earth uh, and bring him uh, to what is the United States regards as injustice, but uh, others must feel very nervous about it because from the point of view of journalism, if you're going to be uh, any, it sets a precedent that anybody who um, does the job of a journalist and obtains uh, secret cables or secret information concerning the United States, is going to spend the rest of their life in jail. It also sends out the most appalling message uh, to people like Vladimir Putin, not an advertising yes. figure at all, but he will be able to say, just, just, just think, imagine, that Putin had in, had, um, was after, the, get, wanted to get hold of a Russian dissident who'd been publishing yes. secret deta- details uh, documenting Russian war crimes, showing the same sort of thing of torture and 
the slaughter of civilians, etc., which we talk, which Assange has been doing to the US. Just imagine if Putin was trying, you know, there is Assange in, in London, um, and, and Putin's trying to get hold of him to bring him back to face uh, justice in the, uh, in Russia. We would be outraged. We'd never allow it. And, uh, and then the papers would have been screaming from the rooftops about how outrageous this was. Yes. Boris Johnson was making sort of very powerful statements about Britain and the freedom of the press and all the rest of it. And uh, But since it's our friends, the Americans, we're taking exactly the opposite uh, position. Uh, and this is in, if we are going to, if Britain is going to say to the rest of the world that we value free speech, we value human rights, um, uh, that position is absolutely untenable in the light of uh, the Home Secretary Priti Patel's uh, decision to, to to welcome the U.S. extradition of, of Mr. Assange. Let me ask you finally, uh, Peter, a question. I saw you on television on Sky on, I think it was Friday night, Saturday, um, and you were talking about a story... I'm, one has the impression in Johnson's Britain, particularly, mm -hmm. that the press is getting weaker and less credible and that a populist chancer like Johnson can really manipulate the news media quite easily uh, and does. Uh, and it is not in the public interest. But there was, you raised a question about a story about Johnson that was in the Times, which is, you would think, uh, the strongest or most reputable um, newspaper in the world, at least in British eyes. There was a story about Boris Johnson, which was in the first edition, you raised this question, and was subsequently removed from the newspaper and removed from its online edition. And I didn't think the anchor man. Uh, on duty for Sky was too keen to hear too much about it. But there was a story lifted out of a paper and you wanted to know who had it lifted. And I suppose the implication you were pointing to was that it could have been the Prime Minister and if it was, that wasn't the way the game should be played. Yeah, I, I, there's, I, uh, I agree with you. I mean, I'd rather... Johnson is, in many ways, the most incompetent prime minister in modern British history, and in every way, the most dishonest prime minister in British history. Uh, of the, since the post of prime minister was invented in in the seventeen twenties, three hundred years ago, um, but he's done one thing: uh, he's kept his promises to one group only. And he's managed one group only extremely competently, and that is the press, the yes. big press proprietors. Those are, and let's remind ourselves what their names are: Rupert Murdoch, who owns the Times and the Sun and other papers; uh, Lord Rothermere, who owns the Mail, the Mail on Sunday, and the Barclay uh, family, which owns the Telegraph. Uh, and he's managed them extremely well. And they all supported him to, in his journey to being Tory leader. They all supported him ahead of the 2019 election. And they all supported him in that leadership uh, challenge he received uh, 10 two weeks ago. Um, so they've been completely loyal. Uh, and the Times uh, last week published a story about the Johnsons. I'm not going to go into the details of it. 
but it published an important story about the Johnsons, and um, it vanished after the first edition. It never actually got online, I'm told, by the way. Right. And now the question is, why did it vanish after first edition? The journalist who wrote it, Simon Walters, I know him. He's got an outstanding record. He's, he's very reliable and extremely experienced. Now, why did the, the Times uh, pull this story? Uh, and I and I did when I went on Sky TV. I did I simply said, and I. Uh, I said to the, um, uh, they said to the, I, we have to raise this. It's an issue about free speech, um, and we need to know from the Times, the editor of the Times, uh, John Witherow, he's called. We need to know from him um, exactly what, what, why they, the Times made this decision. Is it because they wrote a story which was untrue, or was it because they were put under pressure, or was there a legal injunction? What was it? We just need, to, we need, we do need to know. And you don't yet. We have had no statement that I'm aware of um, as at the, mo at the moment I'm speaking to you from the Times now. Okay, Peter, we're grateful to you for joining us this morning to talk about Julian Assange, and we will watch to see uh, how he fares on appeal. I should also mention Peter has a new book out, The, the Fate of Abraham, Why the West is Wrong About Islam. And Peter, I'd like sometime in the not-too-distant future to talk to you about the book. Um, I'd because, love to talk to you. Yes. Yeah, well, perhaps in the next week or 10 days, we can find a time to suit you and we can talk about it because that is a very, very important issue for all of us. Uh, we're very grateful to you for joining us this morning, Peter. That's Peter Oburn. We're grateful to Peter, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.